just a girl. I to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. everyone welcome back to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limit of their friendship i'm mella here with josh Lacey, and rashawn before we get started let's take a quick little minute rate review us like us on apple Podcasts. your feedback and support only help us grow a little bit stronger a little bit better in the community and we appreciate y'all listening every single week because i know you do so, y'all, we have a very special guest here with us today. She's been on the pod before. What up, Katie? Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, Katie. Siri, play Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to have Katie on this episode today. I have a sure bet, I think, just with us four. But I just feel like I needed to bring on another sure bet. Um, Katie was on our, our Sweeney Todd episode and it was it was a doozy and I feel like this one's about to be another doozy. So Katie, welcome to this fucking ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I am equally excited and scared. Me too. <laughs> so normally we do like a little catch up. What are we watching? And on our Krampus episode, me and Lacey opened two fucking gifts from Krampus. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to our campus episode, what are you doing, first of all? But secondly, we opened a gift, and my gift from Josh was to write a song about a subject of his choice. What was that, Josh? I want to be clear. I want to be clear clear. first. Yeah. The gift was from Krampus. Sure. I was just the elf delivering the okay. gift what'd you deliver to me oh now he liked the elves mm-hmm. um but krampus did let me choose the subject that you had to write a song for and some of my best work pretty immediately i chose dr manhattan <laughs> which at the time everyone laughed everyone you, laughed you were unawares correct baby i'm still kind of unaware it took me a minute with the research <laughs> katie do you know who that is is that Watchmen? Yeah. Ugh, whatever. Don't try to get her. She can't be got. <laughs> it's been close to two years now, Mella, that we have been asking you to watch well, this Well, I show. read the wiki, so I've watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you read the wiki for the movie, the TV show, or the comic book? For Dr. Manhattan. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hit us with it. Do you need beat? Do you need backtracks? What do you need? I feel like... I need a beat, but I'm just going to do it like without it. I mean, just do what you do. I guess. Snoop Dogg, don't rush Pharrell. I'll, I'll, I'll do some magic in the studio. Baby. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, don't rush Pharrell. I mean, if I have to do it again with the track, we're going to do it with the track. Rashawn, you're a Pharrell. Who else? <laughs> Get the hat, bitch. Put the hat on. <laughs> Put that beanie on. Oh, my God. Okay, so my um my subject matter was Dr. Manhattan, which... As you guys know, I don't know a goddamn thing about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. Ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> so here we go. 
What's that on that beat, ho? In the Watchmen comics, I was born and raised. If you stare into my eyes, I got hell of a gaze. Time traveling and levitating all cool. Shooting some beams right out of my skull. Won a couple of tests, were up to no good. Yes, Started making my body go blue. I got in one little fight and Lori got scared. She said, you're moving to Mars with your friends and no hair. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's it. One. Yes. Mars. Thank you. Two. Legally, we... There'll be some, see, see, putting that's on my producer wanna... hat. I do need to talk to legal. <laughs> <laughs> Off the dome. I feel like that's we're in parody territory, so I think exactly. we're gonna be okay. I'm getting some feedback from legal. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so. My gift that I opened from Krampus was I had to write a poem about a subject from my dear sweet friend Mella. Hey. And she gave me the topic of a booty do. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know, a booty do is when a woman's belly sticks out further then then her booty do <laughs> cackling it's so good so i did my best katie did you know what a booty do was no i don't think i've heard that one well now when you're walking the streets i'll know i knew what a fupa was same person probably has same it idea. yeah same idea <laughs> <laughs> this isn't gonna make sense it's fine. Whatever. Okay. <clears throat> Once upon a midnight dreary, at the club all weak and weary, under the strobes in the volume of a beat so cool, while I'm dancing, moving lightly, suddenly there came a body, as of someone gently grinding, grinding on my balls now blue. Tis a fat donk, I thought, without a clue. There was her face. She had a booty do. <laughs> oh my god, Lacey, that was so fucking good. Thank you. Thank you. Etch that in stone, baby. It was very difficult to rhyme with booty do and properly, correctly, vernacularly. So I'm glad I could introduce that to you. Now we know. Now we know. Krampus is appeased. Now we're in our snow globe with this song and this poem. Is Krampus back in his hidey hole for another couple weeks until it's my turn? Yeah, Krampus <laughs> is waiting for Josh, but he's right now he's okay. his appetite is satisfied. Great. Great right. job, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right, guys. Should we just get into it? I feel like we got a lot to talk about. We do. Let's, Let's do it. go. All right, Katie. What are we fighting about today? Oh, gosh. Today we are fighting about none other than Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. i never seen you before. I'm a Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like away from him as long as you're in my house i'm a grown-up now bernardo i'm gonna think for myself 
challenge you if we're going to war. Who are you? Friend or foe? West Side Story is a 2021 musical directed by Steven Spielberg. It stars Ansel Elgort, Rachel Ziegler, Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Feist, and Rita Moreno. Love at First Sight strikes when young Tony spots Maria at a high school dance in 1957 New York City. Their burgeoning romance helps to fuel the fire between the Warring Jets and the Sharks, two rival gangs vying for the control of the streets. Them streets, baby. So I fucking love West Side Story, the 1961 Oscar winner. Obviously, it has its uh, its things about it that we don't love. But that's neither here nor there. I fucking love it still. So when West Side Story was announced that it was going to get made and they said Steven Spielberg, I legit was kind of wary about it. Because yes, we know Steven is like an amazing director, but he white and he's never directed a musical before. So I'm like, hmm, hmm. But then they started casting and they got Rachel who is literally plucked from high school, has played Maria before, but is no one. So I already fucking love that. She's actually brown. We're seeing all these brown faces. And I was fucking excited. I've been excited for the whole year. And nervous, of course. Wasn't this your most anticipated or was this your most nervous from our New Year's episode, Mella? Ooh. Right? It was. It was like In the Heights and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. She's in her musical bag, then. I was in my musical bag, baby. And, like, my fucking dreams came true. I fucking <laughs> loved this movie. We all went to go see it. Well, Katie saw it first in New York, and then we saw it literally an hour later in L.A. And, God damn it, it's so fucking good. Um, <laughs> so, I just want to hear what y'all think. Katie, you go first, because I, I feel like we have similar thoughts about this oh gosh okay I mean I have a billion and one thoughts and because not that many people have seen it I, it's all in my head still mm -hmm. uh, so I'll just give my overall I yeah. also fucking loved it I thought it was so well done I do have one very big qualm we I'm I know we're gonna get to it <laughs> there's no way around it um <laughs> but I will say because I don't want to forget my one of my favorite things was that they chose not to put subtitles for the Spanish. Yes, I girl. fucking love that because I felt like round one, the, oh, I don't know if people know I'm Cuban. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I feel like the first round, the movie wasn't for us. And this was like Steven's nod, like this is for you. Right. Um, and so I fucking loved that. Um, but overall, I loved it. I thought it was stunning. I thought the most of the performances were great. I, yeah, I just, we'll get into it more. <laughs> yes. Rashani, you always at the end, so let's put you in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, do you think? Um, I know, I think I've proven a few episodes ago that if Steven Spielberg is in a conversation, punch my ticket, like I'm there. Mm -hmm. Um and I am also a very, very big fan of West Side Story, the show and the movie. And I really liked this. I really enjoyed it. I um I was a huge fan of of the movie. I think 
I didn't breathe for like the first 30 minutes of the movie because it's just so, it's so incredibly good. I think um, a lot of times you question why a movie is being remade. And, you know, this worked out in your favor, Mel. One of your favorite movies got remade and it was incredible. Yep. Didn't happen for me a few years ago. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> they turned one of my movies into a CGI bullshit, but we're not talking about the Lion King. <laughs> um, enter Beyonce's spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The Lord was in your working in your favor. You know what I mean? I prayed on it. I prayed on it. You did. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I was a big fan of this. I, I did make a fatal mistake in, of watching West Side Story maybe four hours before we saw this. Um, so that did color my viewing a little bit, but it's Steven Spielberg. It's fantastic. I think the movie's pitch perfect. I think everyone in the movie is is pitch perfect, and I know we'll get to that. You can't deny the music. You can't deny the craft. The cinematography is incredible. You mm-hmm. feel like at times Steven is just like whipping the camera around all of these incredible dancers, incredible performers. Mike Feist is probably god. my my takeaway he's oh my god, yeah. incredible oh give him the oscar nom please yeah i'm count me a big fan of west side story yay okay um lacy let's just truck it and like let's just get it on because i know you loved it <laughs> well i don't know if our listeners know this but west side story came out on my birthday we saw it the night before my birthday for the last Three to four months, I've been like, oh, my God, it's coming out on my birthday. I'm so excited. Like, it's it's for me. Um, <laughs> I loved the original movie of West Side Story. It was one of the first movie musicals that I remember watching. And, like, not joking, I would rewind scenes on my little VHS TV, like, in my room by myself and, like, sing along with them. I did, like, I fully performed and rehearsed Natalie Wood's final monologue (laughs) over Tony's dead body hundreds of times by myself. I love the original West Side Story, and I, like, I was so excited for this one, and I was so nervous because I loved the original so much, and it fucking delivered, dude. Sure did. Right now, it is my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, for what I've seen, Ooh. my friends that were with me can attest there was a point in the movie where I started hysterically sobbing and I didn't stop until the end. It's true. Like <laughs> ugly crying in the middle. Same, of the same, theater. same. Like, do we need to leave crying? <laughs> like I was embarrassing my friends. <laughs> I agree with Rashawn. I think Mike faced is a superstar, and in, in my opinion, isn't getting enough like Hollywood recognition right now for his performance as Riff. I think he absolutely stole it, but I think as a whole, everybody was so well cast. Um, Mm -hmm. I appreciated the changes that they made. I didn't feel, personally, I didn't feel that the changes took away from the story at all. I actually liked what they did. And, um, yeah, I walked away a huge fan. I've been listening to it ever since Thursday on Spotify. <laughs> All right, Josh. Let's hear it. I fucking dug it, dude. Ah, yes! It's a five for five! <laughs> oh, my. It's a five for five. 
so I have seen the original once, and it was like way back in 1961. <laughs> like, I saw it when it came out. I'm a I'm ethereal, but I know all the music. It's got at least four or five of the most iconic songs of all in musical right. theater history. Um, there's. Uh, there are some things that we walked out of the theater and I found that I was the only one who liked them out of the four of us that saw it, but that I will fully attribute that to maybe me not knowing it as well, not knowing the story, not knowing the original as well. And that's okay. Cause that's, that's also a good perspective to have because it's coming out no. 60 years mm-hmm. later and there's a new set of eyes that are going to be on it to triple down. Mike face, I think is the best part of this movie. I think he needs way more attention it's a rachel ziegler's a close mm-hmm. second for sure and then we'll get into specifics later but all t- overall fucking thumbs up i started last katie episode with a hot take so i'm gonna start this one with a hot oh. take. <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be as controversial in the chat this time with our listeners probably but guess what i can't hear you motherfuckers so scream all you want <laughs> um sorry i called our listeners motherfuckers Joshua. with the release of this movie I think Steven Spielberg has cemented himself, in my opinion, as the greatest director of all time. He's not my favorite. I have favorites. But given his filmography and the different genres that he has been able to master, I think Spielberg is the greatest of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we were all really thinking about that one. Yeah. No, that's it. Because it's hard to argue. Yeah. But I feel like when someone says the greatest of all time, it's like in a category of five other people. Like it's never like you yeah. are the greatest. Like, well, I mean, he's he's the Michael Jordan of directors. Eat shit, Hitchcock. Okay. Okay, and then okay. we start doing that. Kick rocks, Kubrick. <laughs> I, I suck my know. toes, Tarantino. Don't. Rashawn, you've seen a lot. I don't know. You have more thoughts on that. I I mean, I don't know if it's a hot... It's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I it's not the hottest of takes. don't think I've watched enough directors to say greatest of all time. Right. That's where I'm at. But I mean, it's, it's, it's Spielberg. I didn't pull this take out of like a volcano. I pulled it out of the microwave. It's not that hot. Right. It's a hot pocket. It's a hot pocket take. Oh, I thought you were really going to do another Steven Sondheim hot take, and I was going to have to reach through the computer and strangle you. <laughs> Lyrically, this is my favorite Sondheim. Well, I think that's because it's it's his lyrics and not his composing. That's the difference. No, I mean, I I love this show, but lyrically, it's not even top five Sondheim. Wow. I don't know. I just have such a personal relationship with this musical that i would put it in one of my favorites on heinz but same i mean lyrically i'm just saying lyrically lyrically that's i mean but it's so sweet it's so sweet (laughs) it's so sweet it's so sweet but this is like baby sondheim you know what i mean like he was barely getting started literally (laughs) yeah he wrote this as a toddler (laughs) in the world (laughs) actually when he when he passed, Playbill posted his bio from West Side Story opening on Broadway. Aww. And it's very sweet. Wow. You will hear no 
negatives for me about this the score or the book or the or the lyrics for me in this one there you go katie I appreciate it. Her feathers. Because I would (laughs) say. Put the knife down. Because my hot take is that Stephen Sondheim was the goat. Yeah. That's all. That's an argument to be made. I I can't. I don't know enough to win that argument. So I'm not going to engage because I have more pride than I uh, do (laughs) intelligence. So. Now he won't partake. No, that's fine. We can talk about (laughs) other things besides my love of Stephen Sondheim. Well, we were talking about the merits of Sweeney Todd. It was just Sweeney Todd. It wasn't about. No, it was not. I'm talking about all composers and all lyricists. You said the patter, the patter, the patter. (laughs) Katie has been waiting. Don't. She got a brand new fucking Uh mic. (laughs) She mad. She is ready. But see, you're just gonna sit here and let your husband get jumped like that. I mean, you were wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, I just want to jump into it, so I'm gonna just talk about the elephant in the room, Ansel Elgort, who played Tony. I liked it. I liked him, not as a person. He's done stuff outside of the film that we ain't gonna talk about, but we know what it is. But I think there is something to be said about like separating the art from the artist. We could have that conversation. But um, I think Tony is the least important part about this musical. Like not not important, but like the least um, entertaining. Interesting. I guess. Interesting. Yeah, all of it. So I think him in this role is fine. Like he did what he needed to do. He's charming. He's charismatic on screen for me. But when it's a shot between him and Rachel, my eyes are just on Rachel the whole time. Was he charming and charismatic or were his lips? That is a fair question. Both lips. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start the counter argument. Uh, Like you said, we're not here to discuss any allegations levied at him outside of this. So I'll keep that in my pocket even though I think he sucks. Okay, that's it. That's all I'll say. Um, But I also think he sucks in this. I think... I said this outside the theater. Um, Katie, did you watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie growing up? I did. Do you remember Plank? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I think Plank, I think Plank, the two by four from Ed, Ed, and Eddie uh, could have done better than Ansel Elgort in this fucking movie. Wow. I thought he sucked. I, I hated every second of him on screen. I thought he was phoning it in. It looks like he he looks cocky, but not in a way that Tony is, in a way that Ansel is. He was like, I don't, I just, I hated every second of him on screen. I did not enjoy him. Immediately, I, me, my friend looked at me and goes, not my Tony. And I said, yes, not my Tony. <laughs> um, actually, people in the theater booed. <laughs> his name oh came my up. goodness wow um, but i think that was like a personal boo not a performance boo right a boo right. to the allegations which i also agree with um initially right off the bat when they announced him i didn't love it i think here we go back to my point from last time tony has some of the most beautiful and most iconic songs in all of musical theater history and it mm-hmm. just fell flat coming out of his mouth for me I feel like usually when I hear these songs and I've seen stage productions, I've seen the movie about a million times, you know, you feel it in your soul. You feel that like it hits you and you're like, oh, and every time he opened his mouth, I just kind of cocked my head to the side and had like a slow nod like, 
okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you're singing the notes, but Ugh. you're not doing They're, anything that makes me really filled. feel them. You know who would have fucking bodied Tony? Who? Mike Face. I loved him as Riff, though. Give him, give him every role. I loved him <laughs> as Riff. He's going to do the share. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> you know who would have bodied Tony now in 2021? Share. Brian Darcy James. Share. <laughs> Here's what I will say about Ansel Elgort. I feel like every time he was on screen, I feel like Mella said I was drawn to whoever his scene partner was. And I think that is a testament to his performance. I, You're next to – most of his scenes are next to Rachel and Mike, who are – fucking magnetic delivering every second of this movie and to me as an actor as a performer you got to meet your scene partner and I don't feel like he met them in his performance of Tony Tony is not the most interesting character but I feel like what they wrote in and the way that they added more between his and Riff's relationship throughout the movie made Tony a more interesting and compelling character in this film. And for me, he did not deliver. Yeah. What do you, what do you think he was lacking? Like what would have been the, the solution? Rachel, Ariana and David Alvarez and Mike faced like (laughs) they're, they're giving in their eyes in every single take mm-hmm. and to me Ansel just looked dead he didn't have that twinkle he didn't have that elevated and, and that's the thing I think also about this movie is it's a movie musical you know you're going into a musical and while mm-hmm. this one felt very based in realism there was still that elevated you know Jerome yep. Robbins Jerome Robbins choreography and Steven Sondheim lyrics like it's it's elevated and I don't feel like he elevated to match the heightenedness of the storytelling Mm. I feel like he played it like a a regular movie his reaction to Maria's death could not hated it (laughs) yeah it was awful that's what it was when he when he went big out of nowhere after keeping trying to do it subdued the whole movie it looked like high school acting mm-hmm. come on Rashawn, fight <laughs> um, i don't want to engage I, I thought he was good that's all <laughs> <laughs> that's it I, I thought he was really good and i i think he served the purpose of tony especially this tony who is um uh a convict now mm-hmm. which i think is mm-hmm. a really interesting wrinkle that they threw into the film he's he's broken he's not someone who lives in a musical and he's kind of done in a way that riff isn't and i thought he brought a lot of weight to the part that was needed so i thought he was really good i didn't see that yeah i missed it (laughs) what he would tell riff one thing or he would tell his friends one thing and then go to the opposite and i never saw why he did the opposite he was adamant that he wasn't going to go to the dance and then he shows up at the dance and i didn't I didn't ever see why. He just came to the dance with a shit-eating grin on his face. And I, Womb to tomb, that, baby. 
Well, he says he says no, and then Riff leaves, and then his he has a whole song about why he goes. Something's coming is about him waiting for something to happen. I think that's all in the writing because that's that hasn't changed with this version. You know what I mean? Like he go, he says he don't want to go. He sings a song, and then he shows up. I don't know. It, to me, it, it he it read that he was, and this might have been with the choreography or whatever, but it it, it read that he was going to continue waiting and and staying where he is and and working and not and not straying from the path that he came on especially when he locks and closes the store for the night like it that to me that symbolized like i'm staying here i'm 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 locking myself in and then it cuts to him going to the dance and it didn't read correctly for me i mean that's that's how i've always read it like even in the original where it's just like the way that they set it up is like it's very positive where it's just like something's coming as far as like and it's maria but he doesn't know that he's like a new way of life like after he had this whole conversation with riff and riff is like i'm from the streets this is all i know people don't like me like if you want to go go but just know where you came from and he's like okay but i don't i always took it as like i'm done with this gang and i need something else but I think in this one, there there did need to be like a little shift of something because then he does show up at the dance. But I just took, took that as like, he's like, well, fuck, they're my friends. I feel guilty. I got to show up. Maybe I'll go to this dance and just chill, be a wallflower. In actuality, he knows that he can't. Everyone knows who he is. So I get what you're saying, Josh, but. I would like to pivot. I'll pivot to the performance that I liked walking out of the theater. And everyone else liked less. I'm not going to say disliked. I don't think you guys did. But mm-hmm. Ariana DeBose is Anita. I walked out and I was like, she was fucking awesome. I really enjoyed her. And then uh, you guys didn't as much. Okay, this is my thing. This is what I talked about with Rashawn is that I was kind of in the middle at first. I didn't know if I liked her accent. And then the more that she was on screen, I was like, wait, I'm kind of fucking with it. (laughs) And I think by the time we got to the scene where it was mostly like all Spanish, where they were sitting down and Maria's like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm not interested in your boxing. I'm not interested in this house. Like I was alone with my dad for five years. Fuck you. And a lot of it was in Spanish. I was like, okay, never mind. Forget what I thought. And I fell in love with it. She did such a fucking good job of doing a little bit of the Rita Moreno Anita, but also like putting her own spin on it. Because I do think like in remakes, like, yes, you have to like put your own spin on it, but you can't completely remove what they did the first time. Because people like us who've seen the first one, if we saw like a completely new Anita that had no accent, that wasn't dark skin, that didn't have the short hair, I would be like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. That was a, a follow-up to my question. It was uh, some people, not just you guys, I've seen this elsewhere as well, didn't like how big Anita was and like theatery and almost showy. And I thought mm-hmm. from someone who is not, again, well-versed in the original, I thought that was Anita. I thought Anita herself, I thought she as a character was big and showy and like loud. But I had that opinion walking out. There were there were moments that felt theatery in a film setting to me from her performance-wise. But I also mm-hmm. think she was set up that way by Steven Spielberg. Like, so many, uh, like, her entire um, 
finale to the quartet of tonight. Um, she's in, you know, in their kitchen alone with a spotlight on her. And she gets these, like, mm-hmm. solo moments on the stairs as she's going to talk to Tony, you know, as the cop is in there talking to Marie- Maria, that a lot of people don't get. They don't get these heightened emotions of quiet, which is also, it's very difficult to play when you're doing a musical theater role on film. I, I think a lot of it of what I didn't, I don't even want to say didn't like because I loved her. I thought she was fucking great. Um, but I think a lot of the way that she was shot was heightened compared to the other moments in the movie. I think that's a great way of putting it because I felt sort of the same where I was like, am kind of like what Mella was saying, like, am I on board? Am I not on board? I can't tell. I thought it was very big and theatrical. And I also agree with what Josh says. That's, I feel like Anita is like kind of the biggest personality in the film. And she's like the fiery one and the one that's going to say it how it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I love that. But I will say once it got to after Bernardo's death, when she was having those, those moments where, you know, her on the stairs or her uh, seeing the body, I mean, just stunning. She, I mean, she's beautiful anyway, but I was just like, oh my God, I can't do this. She's so beautiful. It's breaking my heart. Uh, but I will say, and I, I don't know why this choice was made. They switched up the order in the movie. I Feel Pretty comes before the rumble. And they have th- this cute moment where you get more of the relationship between Anita and Maria that we missed. Um, where the whole, you go querida, I'll lock up, whatever. I love that part. They took it out and I feel like it, they did have moments where it was like this sisterly bond, but for me, that's always the moment where you're like, oh, Anita's got her back. Like, she's going to go lie to Bernardo. She knows what's up with her and Tony, and she's going to yeah. keep it on the down low because she's a good friend. And I was sad that we lost that moment. Oh, in the original, I Feel Pretty comes first? It's I Feel Pretty into, is it One Hand, One Heart? That's what it's called? Yeah. They don't go to the cloisters. <laughs> but on stage, I Feel Pretty is, is after the death. Is it really? It opens the second act, yeah. Riff and Bernardo die at the end of the first act, and then Damn. Act two begins with I feel pretty. That happened like two hours into the movie, I feel like. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Because in the in the original movie, there's like the intermission mm-hmm. on screen and then it mm-hmm. opens with I Feel Pretty. But they switched they switched another mm-hmm. song, which I'm really mad about. But they switched <laughs> Also switched this back to what happens on stage. What do they switch that you're mad about? Poke, poke, poke. Cool! Cool! (laughs) (laughs) I can hear the echo through the fucking wall. (laughs) Why? Why did you hate it so much? I fucking love cool, man. Like, I know we're talking about a movie directed by Steven Spielberg, but Jerome Robbins, man, is co-director, but the conceptualization of cool in the movie and this like you don't see a lot of numbers like that where they're trying to work out their grief and their angst and their anger and the setting it in a garage in the dark with like headlights it's so i realized he couldn't just redo that i wouldn't be mad if he had but that number is like one of the best scenes in any movie ever. I love that scene. Ex- expand on the original 
as if you're talking to someone who doesn't remember it at all. So the rumble. Ha- <laughs> so the rumble happens. Riff dies. Bernard, uh, Tony kills mm-hmm. Bernardo. And everyone's on the run from the cops. Um, Tony hides out with Doc. And the Jets meet up in a garage. And they're pissed. Chino's looking for Tony. They're looking for Chino. They're running from the cops and the who's the new leader doesn't uh, matter it's uh, they appoint a new leader to the jets <laughs> and they're they want to take action like they want to get out on the streets they want to find they want to find uh chino they want to take him out they want to they want more violence and they're like talking to each other to like relax and just be cool like keep all that anger not bottle it up but get it out right now because we can't go out into the streets and just fucking rumble again because the cops are looking for us and all of it's done musically and lyrically and through the mm. dance and it's so fucking good man it's so the choreography for that is incredible in the original <laughs> it's a, the yeah the choreography is insane and this is great too this this turns into a, a also a like a balletic argument between tony and and riff and they're both great in it and the setting the cinematography again is incredible but it's just not my cool (laughs) (laughs) not my tony not my cool not my cool (laughs) i also miss the opening the opening choreography which is the part of the of the film that i would watch it and then rewind it and start the movie over again absolutely yeah Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm you miss all of the the sharks ballet at the beginning like you miss all of that introduction at the beginning which is was really disappointing just coming from someone who isn't comparing them i uh, it was noticeable that the jets got a huge dance mm-hmm. number and they were all amazing the jets dance number was fantastic but then it cuts to the sharks and they barely got anything and it immediately turns into the first fight like almost no dancing in terms of just time allowed to dance time allotted to dance yeah i i do like that the dancing in this one is kind of used to show how to show the jets aren't great people Mm -hmm. and it's okay that they're not that they have a bias against anyone who doesn't look like them because they're kind of running through stealing shit they they're Mm -hmm. you know like a group of black people walk in front of them there's a they eventually meet the Puerto Ricans, like, and they're defacing a flag. Like, it's all used without dialogue to show their frame of mind as the movie starts. And I thought that was a really cool change instead of just the dance. That's something that's always been so powerful about West Side Story is this these lyrical movements mixed in with really aggressive and masculine movements that we get to see from these dancers power and the anger behind those really quick Mm -hmm. aggressive movements in the choreography felt so heightened in this one like they felt Mm -hmm. they they felt like scrappy and rascally like they did a really good job of making them feel like a street gang some of them jets were pushing 40 (laughs) (laughs) they were in the back they were just dancing doing their thing 
which was fine, but some of them were like, ooh, baby. But throw a little, a little grease on the wrinkles on the forehead. It's going to be okay. It's fine. They, we switched up another number that we love, America. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. I didn't hate it. I actually really fucking loved it. I kind of knew already. Once I saw like the pictures and I saw that America was not in the night or not at nighttime, I was like, I feel like they're going to give a, we got to meet the town. We got to meet the other PRs. We got to see them all in the windows, watching their chonas. We got to see them. A little in the heights action. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, A little in the heights. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I thought that scene was fucking beautiful. I mean, in the first film, the use of color is fucking, mm-hmm. I mean, mwah. and I think Steven Spielberg does it again, but he does it more the muted blues against like the bright yellows and the reds. Ah, baby. I'm so glad you brought that up. I loved it. The costuming. Yes. <sighs> Sorry, but we're talking about America, but the costuming should get an extra shout out. I forget the guy's name. I'm going to look it up. When it comes to America, because before we went to the theater i was worried that i was gonna have to pee during it i was like guys what's a good song to pee during in the back of my head i was thinking i'll probably just go pee during america because it's my least favorite song in the musical (gasps) what shaking my fist it is it is in this movie i fucking loved it i don't know if the (laughs) if if the arrangement was different or if it just hit me different or it was this scene i'm with mela i fucking loved it in this movie What's wrong with the original? It's a little nasally. Oh my god, Josh. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, also in the original, what Rashawn loves about the original is that, I mean, you can talk about Rashawn, is like, they're just in one, like, they're just stationary. They're just going back and forth with words and dance, right? And then in this this new one, they're actually, like, talking and showing you the lyrics and they're everyone's kind of in on it rather than just Anita and Bernardo. Like the whole town, like every the whole familia is doing the whole damn thing. <laughs> Versus that's kind of like the huge difference. Obviously, night and day, but I think maybe Josh, that might be why you didn't like it other than Italy. And I again, like I said, I really only knew going into this. I only knew them as songs. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the movie once. I knew all the songs. Just listening to America isn't that fun. I'll I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> Watching it, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, Paul Tazewell is the costumer's name. I just want to shout him out because it was so fucking brilliant. Continue. <laughs> no, I'm mad at Josh. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you can watch the original and not come away thinking America is like perfect. See, that's your first mistake. I. Don't watch the original. Oh my gosh. I'm not convinced you've even seen it. <laughs> I did once in college where I drank like a fish. Do you think any of those brain cells are left? Gone. Gone. Look, that is, I mean, outside of the ending, of course, I think that's where Rita Moreno won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, America is so vibrant and so energetic and she's tossing her legs and throwing that dress around. And she's, it's so fluid. Like, it's just in her body. Mm-hmm. And I do want to be clear. I think this remake is, like, damn near perfect. So mm. I'm just being a purist and I'm being annoying. <laughs> 
but whatever i don't care (laughs) what what mel said is my issue with it is that this version of it while it's vibrant and beautiful kaminsky again the cinematography keep working with spielberg forever but it, it becomes a little too literal for me where they're literally like buying something as the line is like uh, uh they'll charge you twice like it just doesn't oh i don't i don't like it i don't like it some of us are visual learners you can visually watch moreno <laughs> tear that roof up but it was you know getting I mean? so musical mm-hmm. that's the thing about mm-hmm. this i feel like in this watch and maybe i'm just being general here is that i think Lacey talked about it before like there's so much realism in it so we need, we still need like those pops of the musical numbers. Cause even when they're doing, um, the, the, when Tony is singing Maria, he's singing in the streets and it still like, doesn't even feel like super musical to me. Like he's just singing in the streets, but then you get to America and you're like, yes, that that's the song. That's, that is the song we're going to fucking pop up the fire hydrants for the little fucking brown kids are gonna come out <laughs> this is the song we need to do it for because if 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 you don't know west side story like josh you don't know west side story that much you know america that's the one song that we need to see all the girls out in the streets for Rashawn, we need to watch it again because i need you to love it i need you to love it <laughs> as much as i do i just said it's perfect <laughs> i just said it's perfect apparently Ariana was dancing so hard that she went through three pairs of shoes during that number because it was also so hot Holy that the soles of her shoes kept melting. Oh Damn. My God. Yeah, she said they danced. They shot America on two of the hottest days in New York. Oh, my God. They weren't even sweating. I would have been a disaster. <laughs> they, CGI'd, they CGI'd the sweat stains out because they were drenched. Yeah. Okay, because... There's this, there's this like little part where right when we meet Anita when she's when she's going to the dance right and she's just like, oh I just got my hair to lay down, I was like yes bitch, come on curly hair, <laughs> I know you pressed you fried I lay to the side, and it got me thinking like okay when she's doing America there is no fucking way that this hair wouldn't have curled up maybe because I know it's fucking hot. <laughs> I want to say too. Corey stole fucking crushed it. And if you don't think so, you can sit on a brick. He had such a small part. That's it. What are these takes, Josh? <laughs> Josh be like, good actor is good. Suck my dick if you agree. We're like, uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> Suck my dick okay. if you agree. <laughs> it's that was my transition to talk about how good all of the smaller parts were. But like Brian Darcy James, Corey stole Iris Menace as anybody's like Yes, let's get into it. This was my favorite anybody's I've ever seen. They were so good. Anybody's is always this chaotic, kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, anybody's. You know what I mean? And they were so grounded Mm -hmm. and just, you could just feel how much they wanted to be accepted. And I fucking loved it. It may be uncomfortable, but in the intentional way. Like, I was like, yep. oh my god, anybody stop. Like, it, in the intended way. Yeah. And something, little fun fact is there's there are a couple of not as lenient countries that have said, if you don't cut anybody's from the film, we're not airing West Side Story, and Fox and Spielberg are refusing to cut anybody's. So, they're not. Wow. West Side Story's not getting sent to some countries. That's nuts. 
that part is like kind of a huge plot point towards the end there. Like, I don't know how you would cut that. Yeah. yeah. This is the first one too that like anybody's really felt like the Benvolio mm, in yes. Romeo and mm. Juliet. You really got that connection between them and Tony. Anybody's mm-hmm. is usually really portrayed as just they want to be part of the Jets. They want to be part of the Jets. And this one, you really got deeper levels yeah. of who that person is. And it was it was so well done. It was so well done. I also thought Josh Andres Rivera was great as Chino. I loved him. I loved what they did with Chino. I loved how much so more they perfect. gave him. I love like the shift that you see happen within his character. So good. I loved it. And he was phenomenal. Ugh. I wanted more... I wanted more BDJ as Krupke. There, I said it. Yeah. I also wanted Mike in Officer Krupke. I did too. Why was Riff missing? That was an interesting choice. But I mean, it also gave the rest of the Jets a fun... See, I didn't say anything before. (laughs) Oh boy. She hated Mike Face's Riff. No. Come on, fight, Lacey. Shut up, Rashawn. I'm going to fight you. Here I come. (laughs) Ah! I loved how they changed cool in this one because we got to see Riff do it. I love the original. Don't get me wrong. It's it's one of the best pieces of musical cinema ever. But in the original, there is a level to Riff and Tony's relationship that I feel like we don't quite get. And we get that in this cool. And Mike Feist is just so fucking good in it and we walked out and i was like i mean i'm disappointed that we didn't get mike in officer krupke but i loved what they did with that scene especially because those guys didn't get cool as a number to give them just a pure ensemble moment in the in the movie was really cool to see and it really allowed all of them to shine i thought it was really really good right it felt the most and i think in a good way it felt the most musical theater of all of this because usually in a lot of stage productions of anything there's usually an ensemble moment where the leads have time to go change get a drink (laughs) of water this is the fun ensemble number that everybody loves everybody singing in the car on the way home it was the purest form of musical theater to me in a good way. I had that same, like, I need a fucking pee and I don't know when. And I went right at the perfect moment because as soon as I walked back to my seat, Officer Grumpy started playing. I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> and yeah. was a little bummed, like you said, Lacey, that riff wasn't there. But you're right. Like, no, I didn't get bummed enough because I felt like they did such a fucking good job of balancing it out. Everybody in that number was spectacular y'all were really jumping off those benches and mm-hmm. throwing papers in the air Amazing. and nobody was a weak link nobody not a single mm-hmm. person like even mm-hmm. if you didn't i think all the all the jets have names but even if you didn't know their name they were fucking working it in the back yeah mm-hmm. we get so much character development and fan favorite characters from the original like the shift we see happen in Baby John from the beginning to the end of Officer Krupke where he's the one singing yeah. that final phrase and he, you see him become a baddie. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. A baddie. Baby John becomes a baddie. 
Did I use it correctly? <laughs> uh, not in the way you think. Oh, I liked shit. it. He becomes a baddie. I think it works. <laughs> Cut it out. No. She a baddie. I'm a bad. Uh, also, Officer Krupke had, for me, the funniest part in the whole movie where it's the middle of Krupke and it zooms out just a little bit to the. Oh, yeah, in the cell. Where it zooms out to the woman in the cell just be just next to them, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> I was just gonna bring it back to our obvious fan favorite, Mike. I always feel like every time I've seen it, when Riff dies, I'm like, "Well, Riff mm-hmm. is dead now." Um, this was the first time that I was an emotional wreck when Riff mm-hmm. dies. Yes, yes. I yeah. will never stop talking about this man's performance. Uh, <laughs> I just, just that, I think I talked about it with Lacey, that moment right before he dies where he, they have the exchange with Tony and his like eyes are welled up and he just gives that smile. (gasps) Yes. There's nothing more tragic to me than when someone is injured or on death's way, on, on the way to death and they try to comfort someone else. Yeah. That moment that they give him of, it's okay. Ugh. Mike Feist did such a great job with Riff because you you feel for him throughout the whole movie, but that moment really mm-hmm. humanizes him and lands everything that came before in the movie. It's so good. Do you know why that moment hit so hard? Why? Because of the new cool. Yeah, because <laughs> you have that relationship between Riff and Tony now. Rashawn has left the chat, and you see their final moment. And if we didn't have cool that build up to see what the, everything leading up to that, and basically that was Riff forgiving Tony right there. He forgave Tony for everything as he was dying. Come on, cool. <laughs> Rachel Zegler, a star is born. Yeah, I think she is so fucking captivating god damn the eye her eyes how do you show care in a song everything about her the whole point of like romeo and juliet and tony and maria is that the fact that two lovers meet and instantly there's a connection right and like Mm -hmm. to somebody who's cynical or doesn't like love stories they're like that can never happen but then you watch her do it and you're like yeah, for sure it can happen. Like, it would happen with me and her. <laughs> like, there's just something about her that I'm like, fuck yes, I know why you're this part. I know why you're about to be Snow White. Like, I fucking get it. Because, like you said, star is born, period. <laughs> I think, too, what's so wonderful about her and her performance in this and that so often in Romeo and Juliet, people are like, well, Juliet's this dumb little girl who falls in love and then kills herself because she's so sad. And I don't feel that way. I think Juliet is a really awesome character. Can't get into it. But (laughs) I think Rachel delivers on every level of being this independent, strong-willed, fierce, but also like tender and sweet. And like you said, Mella, she makes you believe that that love at first sight is real and happens you know right she is just i i can't think of a better word but tender she's tender Mm -hmm, and she's fierce at the same time it's it it was truly a stellar performance she's incredible i love her maria to death like i think she's obviously gonna be a star Mm -hmm. here comes a butt 
still don't understand why they have sex. Doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. Didn't make sense then. Doesn't make sense now. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Like, it's just. So, but where's her cousin and not her brother? But, like, I don't, it's just, it's so immediate and it's so mm-hmm. crazy that, mm-hmm. yes, I killed him. Just move it. And and I, I'll buy it. Yeah. Ag- agreed. Yeah. I'm with Rashawn on that. Yeah. I, 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 I that, that was, like, one of my qualms, but I it was like it's the show they're like well we gotta get it in here but the the timing of it is like hey your brother's dead damn all right let me go hop on this cock like what <laughs> what your brother is dead dead Spend the night comforting each other holding and crying whatever but the, yeah the sex right even as lightly implied as it was was too too much speaking of the brother yeah, I think David Alvarez fucking crushed it. I wanted to root against him the whole movie, oh but I never could. You can't. He's incredible. Yeah, he did such a good job. Which, I mean, like this is this is Tony Kushner, like his whole like a reimagining of it, and I think he did such a good job of like giving all of these characters such weight. And I think in the first one, Bernardo is just like the gang leader, and you get that he like holds the house down. But in this one. I think the reason why we can't root against him is because he is truly caring about his family and not only like his, his sister and his wife or girlfriend, his brothers of the, of the sharks. Like he's like, I really mean it when I say like, I have your back. And like, I feel like he did such a fucking good job of that. Just presence. He just has presence for days. I just, I wanted more too. I mean, he was little Billy Elliot. Like I wanted more movement. I wanted more dancing. You know, I, I, he earned that beginning Mm -hmm. dance sequence that he didn't get. Um, And especially as a boxer, like that, he just, he deserved more, more dance movements for sure. I wanted more dancing. Time for the. The one that made me cry hysterically the biggest one of all rita moreno (laughs) i thought she was fucking great i haven't really seen her in a lot like i've seen her in west side story in like maybe a couple episodes of one day at a time and i was like oh my fucking god rita you're really out here doing this the fact that they gave her somewhere Uh uh-huh i i get full body chills the the fact that they had her sing it rather than tony and maria it just was it it carried such a weight to it and it gave us such a beautiful sequence after everything after that really really tense you know rumble that we have i it was pitch perfect to me i think it it worked perfectly in terms of changing up who sang it but you also have to chain create basically a brand new character to make it work but (laughs) but it worked i feel like it wasn't like yeah it was like fan service like of course but in a fucking amazing way where it's like she fit right Mm -hmm. in yeah my only when i didn't because when they first said oh she's she's the new doc whatever but now we understand the wife i just didn't understand how this scene the anita rape scene was gonna work under her roof and when they added in the like you're one of them like you're protecting them that also broke my heart to see her little her little body feel so terrible i mean 
And then her response to all the men, mm-hmm. too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. Miranda was great in that scene. Rita was great in that scene. I adore Rita Miranda. That was really powerful that they – that's the only Anita to Anita scene that you get, and it's it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I will say this really quick. I – appreciated i know i had weird feelings after watching it i really appreciated that they had the jet girls graziella and the other girls fighting for anita and like that they were a part of that scene as a woman doesn't matter what kind of beef we have (laughs) that would never right right that would never happen i don't care who you are i'll i'll tear someone's Mm -hmm. hair out for you so I thought that addition was also I loved that. it gave the jet girls another layer that they didn't really have. And we got a little Maddie Ziegler. <laughs> a yeah. big Maddie Ziegler. She is a grown <laughs> woman now. The woman behind me was like, Is that Maddie Ziegler? Like yelled it. And I was like, Oh my god. Yes, yes, it yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, guys. Any last we had like no almost no grievances, so I won't even say that. Any last things? Go ahead, Katie. Just a little one. The dialects were all over the place. As somebody who grew up in Miami where that was my dialect, you know what I mean? (laughs) Until they beat it out of me in school. I was just like, oh, wow. Everybody was a little all over the place. That's it. That was The New Yorks were all over the place, too. Yeah. So anyway, dialect coach, I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mention this when you guys talked about it, but as someone who does not speak Spanish, I fucking love that they didn't have subtitles. Yeah, I did. I asked Rashawn if it took away from it. Not at all. To me, it immersed it even more because the whole the whole point of the movie is this one side versus the other, English versus right. Puerto Rican, and mm-hmm. and that immerses you in the like, well, shit, I can't understand what they're saying. I guess that makes sense why the white people are so like. Not that I felt that way, but it as as a filmmaking tool, it fucking worked really well. Right. One of my biggest pet peeves is I've seen West Side Story done on stage and they do the like, I'm going to speak it in Spanish and then I'm going to say exactly what I said in English. And I fucking Mm -hmm. hate that because Mm -hmm. the lines that they're saying, it's like, (laughs) you can understand what I'm saying if I'm just saying what's up. Like, I don't need to translate what's up. That's the thing is I never was lost. Like, Mm -hmm. the context was always there. Like, when they were arguing about Tony killing bernardo i knew exactly what they were arguing about and why like the context was always clear so right okay guys who wants to play a game i want to play a game all right everyone gird your loins it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile guessing games all right we are gonna rumble the cinephile way ah so we have jets versus the sharks sharks you guys already know katie and rashani jets josh and lacy white people hey (laughs) let me get my shit ready you do speak spanish though i I do speak a little espanol you're gonna have to translate when they're talking shit for me there will be there will be no spanish so you'll be fine thank god um so this is just a a good old a good old rapid fire. So I'm going to give you a category and we're going to go jet versus shark and you have 1 minute to rattle off 
one at a time, the subject of the category. We're going to see who goes first. So I'm going to say a lyric and you have to finish the lyric. Whoever buzzes in first. Are we ready? Yeah. I think I go back to San Juan. It was Lacey. I know a boat you can get on. Bye bye. bye. All right, so Lacey versus Katie. Oh, no. (laughs) What's wrong with (laughs) y'all? All right. I'm going to go with, and you guys have one minute, Shakespeare movie adaptations, modern. So it can't be Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leo and... It can't be that. It has to be adaptations. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Technically, that is an adaptation, but whatever. It has to be a new retelling of it. I go first? Yes, Lacey. You go first, and your time starts now. Uh, The Lion King. Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh, okay. Uh, the Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Uh, She's the Man. Oh. Let's go. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, 30 seconds. fuck me. Um, my brain is completely blank as to everything in this life. No. Do you want to tag in a teammate? If Rashawn no! ha- Yeah, Rashani, help me. No, 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 no. No, or yes? <laughs> no. No, okay. Well, you might need Josh later. You get one tag in. Don't use it now. Don't now? use it now. Five. Okay. okay, I won't use it now. Four. Lacey, you take <laughs> oh, this round. Okay. <laughs> Rashawn, what were you going to say? I wasn't. That's why I said don't use it. <laughs> Clueless. Clueless is Jane Austen. Clueless is Emma. Oh, shit. Well. <laughs> West Side Story. Hello. Hello. I thought we couldn't use the. I didn't think we could use it. Yeah. Oh, we okay. can't. We are not going to use West Side Story, but. That wasn't in the rules. We got the point. Shut up. It's over. You got the point. You got the point. One for the Jets. Jesus Christ. So we're going to go Josh versus Rashawne. Josh, you will be going first since you your team won last time. Hell yeah, we did. What category should I choose for this? I'm going to go. I'll keep it easy. I'll keep it easy. Your category is Romeo and Juliet character names. And your time starts now. Romeo. Juliet. The nurse. Benvolio. Tybalt. Paris. Mercutio. Lord Capulet. Lady Capulet. Lady Montague. Lord Montague. Um, the priest? I don't know. So is that his mm-hmm. name? The apothecary. Yeah. Isn't the priest the apothecary? Uh, is, he, is this... Uh, it's, so the, it's same. the same actor or the same person, too? Because those are two different characters. Those are two different characters done by the same actor. Okay, so I'll give it to you. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Ten seconds. You guys mentioned one earlier. Oh, oh, uh, Rosalie. You guys mentioned one earlier. Someone already said Mercutio, didn't we? Benvolio. And time. Who else? No, someone said Benvolio already. Yeah, so we thought. said Tybalt. I said Benvolio. Is Rosalind in it? Uh, did you say in it or just characters? 
Characters. Oh, you did say character names. So that is a character name. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> so that one is one foot. The shake. So one and one. All right. <sighs> kind of want to mix it up. Let's do Rashawn and Lacey. So this next round is Best Supporting Actresses from the years 2010 to 2020. God. You got this, Lacey. No, I don't. <laughs> yes, Not even do. close. <laughs> this is like you giving this to yourself. This is fucking rude. What? Me? I'm not playing. I'm merely hosting. She on her Josh shit. I love to yeah, see Yeah, I it. know. <laughs> Are you ready? No. And your time starts now. Patricia Arquette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go from the latest one that you know. I don't. Just a guess. Just a guess. Just a the guess. The sweet a grandma guess. from the movie. Minari. Minari. Minari grandma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You. Um, Wait, you're giving that to her. Viola Davis. One. Okay. I hate this. <laughs> Call Sam. How much time do you have? Quick. Tag and Sam. You do have one tag in. Don't do you, tag me in. Don't like tag me in. No. Don't tag me in. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. it here. Are you kidding? This is personal. Seconds. Why did we do a minute? Just do 30 seconds. Give it to the sharks. You know I don't know any other ones. Just guess. Just guess some women. Wait, that fucking you know one Judy Dench. Sandra Bullock. Julia Roberts. No. 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 I I'm know. Sorry. You definitely know more I'm than Tanya, you're thinking. Right? Yeah, Alison Janney. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not an Oscar fanatic. I don't keep a list in my head of people who have won Oscars. Oh my God. You are on fire right I now. I am because this is not fair. No, that would have that would have stressed me out in the moment. I could only come up with Kill three him. and it wasn't on me. <laughs> Do it. Kill him. Regina King was going to be my... Do it. Regina King, yeah. Regina King. She was the only other one I'll I could Okay. Well, that is another point for the Sharks. So we're I got uh, yelled at. Two and one, two and one. You didn't okay. get yelled at. What the fuck are you talking about? You did yell at me. I was not yeah. yelling at you. This was clearly you you stacked right against me. I am right now because you're victimizing. I got um, yelled at. I didn't no yell one at can you. hear any of this. Next, <laughs> next category: Katie and Josh. Okay. Okay. West Side Story character names. Are we ready? <laughs> this feels really tilted against the Jets. What? No. And your time starts now. Maria. Tony. Anita. Riff. Bernardo. Krupke. Anybody's? Val can I say Valentina for this West Side Story? Great. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was like, who's that? Rita Marina's character. Um, um, action. Yes. Doc. Yes. Oh, I guess he wasn't one of them. Fuck. Um, Baby John. Cute. Chino. <laughs> Didn't I say Chino? It's an action. Way back. No, you. I didn't know, but Chino. before. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> Oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, I feel like I've read all them writing about their characters. 
Five, four, three, one. There we go. See, Jets. And I had one in the bank, too, baby. What'd you have? Corey Stoll as Lieutenant Shrink. <laughs> there you go. I couldn't remember his name. I I knew it was Lieutenant, but I... All right. So this one is going to be Katie and Lacey. Okay. This one's perfect for y'all. So hopefully you don't hate it. This category is Sondheim musicals. Oh, shit. And your time starts now. Sunday in the Park with George. Company. Merrily We Roll Along. West Side Story. A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. Into the Woods. Uh, uh, um, oh my god. Gypsy. (laughs) Merrily We Roll Along. I said that. You said it. I don't know if Gypsy is one. For me. I'm pretty sure he wrote the music for Gypsy. Okay, or we'll wrote take the it. lyrics for Gypsy. Um, no, it's me. I don't know. I'm stumped. Thirty seconds. Twenty-four seconds. Tag, tag me in. You want to tag in, Josh? I wasn't listening. Did someone say "Into the Woods"? Yes. yes. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Your time I wasn't up. listening. <laughs> Who was the last person to say something? Katie. All right. It's one for the fucking I wasn't listening. Bro. <laughs> In my defense, I was looking up to see if Sondheim did Gypsy. That's what I was doing. <laughs> um, so with, I think it's three to, three to two. What yeah. an ending. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't write it down. I wasn't listening. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no, it is two to two. <laughs> you guys got it. <laughs> Sharks, congratulations. You guys Fantastic. won the Rumble. Jets, uh, I know a boat you can get on. Sorry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing, all So wrapping things up, West Side Story 2021. Um, Mike Feist. Mike Feist, Mike Feist, give him all the awards with a, lo- a nomination at least. God damn. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of us aren't really good with some change, but we're working on it. <laughs> and maybe Ansel is not your Tony for some of us. For some of us, he's just all right. But overall, Steven, you really did that. You made this little brown girl, this other little brown girl in New York very, very happy. <laughs> It was a dream come true, and I can't fucking wait to watch it again. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. Who can find the fastest connection between Ansel Elgort and the star of the film for our next episode, Chiwetel Ejiofor? <sighs> Goodness gracious, great bottles of fire. This one's hard. Lord have mercy. There's got to be an easy connection. Got it. What? No way. What? What? I apologize for using the people I have to use. I'm just playing the game to win. What? Okay. Does everyone forgive me in advance? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. No. Ansel Elgort was in Baby Driver with Kermit Spacey. Who was... 
in seven with Brad Pitt, who is in 12 Years a Slave with Chiwetel Ejiofor. Damn. Damn. Boom, oh, baby. Josh, I was kind of fire. Do not forgive you. <laughs> Just like bleep it. Bleep it instead. Congrats, Josh. I had to I had to catch that W, sir. Thank you. I think this is the first time in a long time someone other than Rashawn has won. Six degrees. Yeah, and that fast. That's not true. You win a lot. You're very good at that game. Yeah, you're very good. I'm trash. Takes me forever. You're not trash. Except that one time that I had the one degree that I texted you guys, but that's it. And we won. You ain't trash, baby. Yeah, Sharks won, baby. Thank you. You're a winner, baby. Still can't believe neither of you said Into the Woods. <laughs> end it. End it. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This isn't the first or the last. We will bring you on forever and ever. Thank you so much for always being on my side and always being on the WCA side. So we love you. I love you guys. Um, Anything you want to plug? Do you want to plug your at? Do you want to... Tell people your Venmo. They can send you money. Yeah, give people your Venmo. I mean, my Venmo. <laughs> yes, yeah, I would it? love. <laughs> I need help with rent. Um, no. Uh, yeah, you could follow me at at my fair, the letter K and then three T's because I was not the first one to come up with my fair kitty. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I think I said it last time, but it's okay. <laughs> we love it. Thank you, Katie, so much. Love you, Katie. Love you. Love you guys. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, our iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, Email us at winscinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, Rashawn, and Katie. Yay! Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Te adoro, WCA. Mambo!